0: Good evening, Patriots. And it is Wednesday, September 21st in the year 2022. East Coast, you've now hit Thursday. So, Patriots, before we begin, we're in a really tumultuous time economically. So, make sure you're doing all you can to protect your wealth. For that reason, we have Birch Gold. The last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler multiple blue chip stocks went to little or no value almost overnight could that happen again and if it did are your savings protected why not own something that has never been valued at zero gold historically your best hedge against inflation which is racing out of control as we speak the savviest americans diversify their savings to protect them from the downturns in the market from global instability and from a falling dollar do you Birch Gold Group helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. In fact, if you have a 401k or IRA that's underperforming, just text BARDS B A R D S to 989898 and you can convert that into an IRA in precious metals right now. Text BARDS, BARDS to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on diversifying into gold tax-free. Hedge against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money. Get your free info kit by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. And that's texting BARDS to 989898 to get your free info pack from Birch Gold. You will not be disappointed. Patriots, I'm going to give a kind of a forewarning before we get into tonight's show. We're going to get into some difficult topics tonight. And we're going to talk about the continued issues of parent responsibility. We have seen a plethora of transgender acceptance in schools. We've seen parents embrace the transgender pedophiles that come to their school and have their kids dance on their lap or whatever else they do. And this is a real sickness in parenting. Tonight we're gonna play part of a video from Comet Ping Pong. It's the comedy stunt that was there. It's pretty dark, and I'm gonna go through it, and it's not gonna be easy to listen to. I'm telling you this up front because if you've got small children, this is not appropriate tonight. But I'm also telling you that it is appropriate for every adult to listen to this and start waking up. We are very convenient in our world of not wanting to hear or interact with the darker elements of what's in this world. We don't want to confront what these people are saying and what they're doing right before us is they mock us because they think they're superior to us and they see us and your children as cattle to harvest and do as they wish. These people are truly sick and these are the people that are embedded deep in our government and throughout this country in our communities. This is the same type of people that make up the group called Man Boy Love, Mamba. They are the same type of people that encourage pedophiles to hide as transgenders to then go do skits at libraries around the country and other places and schools. There is no goodness here. And it is time as a public that we start preparing ourselves for what we're coming to, because here's the fact. As the system begins and continues, I should say, to unravel, if you're looking to have somebody save you, I'm going to tell you that ultimately the only thing that's going to save us and communities is when communities start standing up. I have little doubt that over the next three or four months there's going to be some major actions in this nation, likely military actions and likely targeted at elite cabal members. But it doesn't change groups like Mamba because they've already become mainstreamed and darkly embedded in our communities. We don't even know who they are but these people see children as their pleasure. And it's time that we start to become aware of what they're doing, understand their level of sickness, understand how they're moving in our communities, and start taking a stand. So before we begin this, I'm gonna give you another perspective to think about of something you should be doing every day in your house. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution, and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, Patriots, so let's dig into this video. we we'll do, it's a it's a video of about 11 minutes, we're only gonna do about six or so. So let me begin this thing to take a listen.
1: Um, oh, and we have video, others a lion. Welcome, welcome friendly people, to Comet Pizza and King Kong. It's a wonderful day. Especially in January, it is the day of the birth of our Lord. That would be Lucifer. <laughs> Sasha Lord. Sasha, you're here. And we've all come together to celebrate the birth of our Lord. It wasn't Christmas. No, it's today. If you are like me, You want Sasha, or if you don't, you want perks from her. (laughs) Things like free pizza, or booze, or chapstick. Do you have
2: chapstick? I've never asked.
0: (laughs) All right, so a few things to go over here. A hot dog equals a boy. Pizza equals a girl. Cheese equals little girl. Pasta equals little boy. Ice cream equals male prostitute. Walnut is a person of color. Map equals semen. And sauce equals orgy. These people speak in code. And a chicken is an infant. These people speak in code. They are all code about what is being said so that we don't pick it up. But They all understand this language very, very well. They use food.
1: I eat yoga shirts. And that's great. And then I return them soaking wet. And just leave them on the floor like a real bitch. I'm sorry. I never said sorry about that. This is ad lit. I'm sorry again. I had a plan, but I just remember the horrible things I've done. Well... Have any of you enjoyed this special pizza here tonight called the Hottie? Or are you familiar with the Hottie if you didn't eat it? If you know the Hottie, you don't have to do anything grandiose. Just give me a little thumbs up if you know this Hottie. Just raise your hand a little. Okay, okay. And if you haven't had it, you should try it. It's delicious. Well, I unfortunately discovered a very unpleasant secret tonight. I wanted to know what the special secret ingredient was, because it tastes like nothing I've ever had before. And I snuck back into the kitchen, nobody noticed me. Do you know what that secret ingredient is? It's a fucking ketchup. <laughs> Dude, it's not even 50 ketchup. It's shitty ketchup in packets. And you know where they get it?
0: So we're going to stop there, but I'm going to make a point of what she just said. It just said. Chicken ketchup is pieces of babies in packets of blood. This is cannibalism in the open. This is how they speak about code, and this is what they do. Now, Everyone likes to have it stop because they don't want to hear it. What I'm going to tell you is you better start opening up your ears and your eyes. It's a convenient world when we don't have to face truth. It's what leads us to this trap that we're in right now. A convenient way, go to church, sit in the pew, get forgiven, do your thing, go about your daily life. These people are working 24-7. They're not stopping. And it is time that we start waking up to the fact that we are their prize, we are their predatorial meal and they love children. This war that I spoke on in the last hour and yesterday as well against children is all prepping and priming for them to have new resources easily taken and by them for their own pleasure. Patriots, I bring all this up because we've walked into a very interesting world here. And it's a world that I'll be addressing more and more of decisions that we all have to start understanding that you have to start coming to red lines in your life of what you will do and not do and how you will defend your family. And these aren't situations that you need to, that you're going to be able to think through at the time. You have to start going through this process to understand that this threat that we're talking about, when Comet Ping Pong came out, it was still hidden in the shadows. If you think it's still hidden in the shadows, open your eyes. Pay attention to what's going on in the schools. Pay attention to what's going on in this government. These people are sick and they're multiplying Because those that are of desire, any sort of hidden desire, are now being told that they can come out and be part of this. It's a wanton destruction and war on children. There's no hiding from it. God's gift to us is what was dark is now in the light. The question is, what are we going to do about it? A lot of the principle of faith is that we pray, and it's absolutely essential that we do. But the question is, if you know the crime is going on, what happens if you turn your back on it and you decide all you're going to do is pray? Is that an action that's justifiable when children are being victimized? We're going to get into this really deeply Friday in an interview I have with Brad Cummings. And I think you'll be surprised at a lot of his response because that's a pastor that was openly a pacifist until his eyes were opened. We're in a time in this country when the government that we're under has walked away from God. So if you're going to go through Romans 12 and 13, and as I've heard people say, well, we must obey our government, then you're a fool because God didn't ask us to obey evil. And he didn't ask us to be obedient slaves to evil. This is where we each and every one of us is going to have to have a strong moral compass of what's going on here. And if for a second you think that these people have gone away or are not so dangerous, you're fooling yourself. They've only gotten worse. These people are sick. They're sick because they see themselves coming from a separate bloodline. They see themselves being true rulers of the earth, that we are simply in their way. They see us as is referred to as goyim. We're just chattel to be used and abused at their pleasure. And the sickness of those that seek out children is even darker. What I think will disturb most people is when you start to understand that Many of these liberal governments that are in place in states and in our federal are making promises to these people and, these, and the gangs and the violent side of society. In California, as you'll hear Brad say on Friday, you know he has firsthand knowledge that the Gavin Newsom government has made promises to the gangs that they can take and do whatever is needed once things start to fall apart. That same type of discussion is going on with the pedophiles. They're being promised anything they want once the system falls apart. And unfortunately, there's way too many people out here that are still walking in a coma that are desiring to just get back to normal. We're not in normal. We never were in normal, and we are never going back to that normal. The bottom line is that we, as a people, have a responsibility to start acting as God intended. This isn't just a love and hug world. And it isn't just a world where everything is going to be solved simply through prayer. We were given dominion for a reason. I know there's going to be people that disagree with me, and you are welcome to disagree but don't start screaming bloody murder when someone kicks in your door and rapes your family in front of you and you, so all you do is pray. Because that's stupid. Our neighborhoods are no longer safe when we have pedophiles working around. And they are lurking around. And it is important that we dig. When I have as the sixth pillar of seven informed action, part of that is to get to know Who's who in your influence circle? Who is in your neighborhood? Who are they? What do they do? What are their behaviors? You better know. And it's important to identify these things to have an idea who's who. Because I'm telling you, pedophiles are good at hiding, they're predatorial by nature, they're psychopaths at core, and psychopaths sniff out weakness. It's what they feed on is weakness. And they sniff out each other and they protect one another. One of the going theories right now regarding the FBI is that much of it has been taken over by psychopaths because they can sense each other and they protect each other like a pack. Our faith is in a critical place right now where we have to come very clear that while we are always walking in our faith and strengthened faith, we are not to be walking as cowards. When you deal with, with the seven seals and you deal with the punishment that comes, it's interesting to note that the first that die that God casts aside are those that were cowards. Not to forget that, because we're not expected to be cowards. And we're expected to be strong and take on our communities and lead our communities with strength. Prayer is at the center of everything we do. But this is a time now to start building that communication with Father. To get very clear in your head of where those red lines are. And what it is exactly that you will or will not do. And you have to get clear before it happens. That means running scenarios in your head. I don't say these things to shake you up. I say these things to put some hard truth before you. Because the one thing people still are having a difficult time wrapping their head around is we are at war. Because the war isn't looking like what you've seen in Hollywood. This war is the war of of the most devious kind. It's like the war of Friday the 13th meets some other crazy horror film. Like Purge. Like hostile, All those films. That's what we're dealing with here. Is people that find absolute pleasure in giving pain, watching pain, and destroying lives. And there's many of them. There's more than we realize. Probably fewer than... Fewer than the worst extremes, but definitely more than we've ever realized. And they are everywhere. And our children are their target. We have to get back to a very firm stand on what we are and who we are. God did not put us here to be weak. God did not put us here to be doormats. And God did not put us here to every single time something comes, we turn to him and say, Father, Father, fix it. He gave us dominion. When we go through the Old Testament, you don't ever see that happen. You don't see the whining to Father about, oh, where is the justice? And somehow we've fallen to that place. When you look at Gideon, he builds a big army. God does amazing things by narrowing his army down until he gets down to that core 300. And then Gideon learns a great lesson, essentially. That the truth in the heart is what leads a mighty army, no matter what the numbers. And that mighty army, following God's lead, scatters and ultimately destroys armies of thousands. We see the courage of David. David stands up to that evil and he decisively acts upon that evil. Because for David, he was a shepherd or a shepherd. And he had faced evil many times. It just took different forms. It faced evil in terms of lions and wolves. And he had slain them. So for David, it was a very real and normal action to confront evil and destroy evil. For Joshua, they confronted an evil in Jericho. And when those walls finally fell, every man, woman, child, and donkey was slain. That's slain by the sword of the steel. Keep in mind, that's skewering and cutting off heads. My point of this is there is violence in this world. And God understands that. And we have to understand that. Because we have to understand that there is a righteousness in what we do. That we cannot be victims to these people. And we've been way, way, way too compliant, way, way, way too complacent, and way, way, way too willing to listen to the rules that have been given to us to obey that are being given by those that worship the dark Lord or Lucifer. How do you think that will be before God when we, when he says, well, If we're confronted with wearing a mask or obeying certain rules, what are we going to say? Well, Lord, um, we listen to the rules of the government. And he says, yeah, but that wasn't my government. Our eyes and our duty and our obligation is always to be with God. And this is something that doesn't sit well with most pastors in how they preach because What's being preached these days, to a large extent, is passivity. Peace at any cost, love, love, love. Kind of an extension of the Beatles and John Lennon, almost. And while agape love is a powerful force, when we talk about the sword of steel and the versus the sword of the spirit. I think what we often forget is the sword of the spirit has two sides to its blade, life and death. These are mighty times that we as people have to become mighty people. And we have to confront to a large degree our inequities, our fears, and our uncomfort with having to step into new places. We are in a new zone here. This is a world that we could never have foreseen. And yet it's here. If someone had told me that the concept of Comet Ping Pong was going to become like a mainstream theme across this United States by the year 2022, and if they told me that back in 2015, I would have looked at them and said, you're nuts. But here we are, a nation that's being run by the crazies and the crazies who see that they have an open ticket to do whatever they want now the reason i'm talking about this in terms of violence is because it's very critical to appreciate that the people you're confronting the people that are in in these modes they have no concern about of they have no question of what they're going to do to you they have no limits they have no fear and so in order to fight that You have to get stronger. You have to work the scenarios in your head of what happens if something, if they come after your family. What happens if they come after your child? Are you going to wait until they make the action against your child? Or are you going to take an offensive position to make sure it doesn't happen as they approach? These are big questions because they get into moral debates that many people of faith don't want to confront it's easy for us to talk about defensive action, but no war has ever been won by a defense. And the question really is, is that does God condone this activity? And at what point do we step in as people and take a offensive position to say, this can be no more? Comet Ping Pong was discovered and it was obviously a business in D.C., And the minute that it was discovered, the media went on a rampage. It's still considered like pure conspiracy theory. We know better. People were disparaged. They hired contractors to literally bury stuff underneath the building, to bury tunnels and to bury bury kill rooms, to clean and cleanse everything the minute it was discovered. A major effort was done to hide it. But if they hit it, that only means that they moved it somewhere else because these people don't stop. Right now, everybody out here has to be a sensor. You have to go through your days and start paying attention to the details. Know what's going on, pay attention. I'm going to tell you a personal story that I haven't shared before. And it's pretty disturbing and this is how well they hide when i was in middle school i was playing the drums in band and a neighbor in our community had hired a drum instructor from eugene lauren was his name lauren was incredibly gifted as a drum instructor and what he was a, and he had a music store in eugene And Lauren had an amazing way of bringing out really good talent. And in a very short amount of time, as I played a trap set, I went from basics to just being a really solid player. Then we got word that there had been an issue with a neighbor. That something had happened between him and Lauren. Well, then Lauren was arrested, and it was discovered that this man who had been in my house, in our house, who had worked around me, had taught me, had led me in drums, he was a pedophile. Not just once, but multiple times. He had been arrested for molesting children, and to what we understood, he had accomplished it in molesting our neighbor, a neighbor boy that I knew. My point of this is, he passed the sniff test, even of my father, who's got a good sense of people. He passed the sniff test of me, when I knew already of a pedophile that was working for the water company. Now think about that. In a small town, we had a guy working at the water company that was a pervert pedophile, leaving porn material for kids and ended up later on molesting one of my other neighbor's kids. This is in a town of, at the time, about 16,000 people. And on one street in the rural part of the town, five miles out of town, two kids were molested by two different pedophiles, one of which actually got in our home. Part of that is that we weren't aware of this sort of activity or this behavior. And fortunately, the way my parents ran things Lauren was never allowed to be teaching me alone. That's just good parenting. Patriots, my point is that in a time when things were not as aware as they are today, those were things that you could understand why it would slip by. But today, this awareness is acute. It should be. And yet we see parents bringing their kids to trans events at gay Strip clubs. We see parents buying into this trans agenda to let their kids do whatever they want. We see parents continuing to push their kids in public school, even though everything about this and all the knowledge of what's going on in public school, from CRT to Common Core to Queer Theory, is there for them to see and know. They continue to send their kids there. What do we think the outcome will be? We cannot coexist with pedophiles. We not, cannot coexist with Mamba, man, boy, love people. It won't work. It's a sin. They deserve a millstone, every damn one of them. And there is no compromising on those topics. But as parents and as adults, we have the responsibility to start understanding where they are what they're doing, where they lurk. And we have to start having being responsible for paying attention to those details. We are the watchers on the wall. And our awareness, our eyes that God has given us to see are equally the safety mechanism to protect others from falling into their trap. They are hunters. We have to be better hunters. They hunt to prey upon innocent. We have to hunt to expose the evil. And that's on every one of us. I do not want to stand before God and to give a testimony, to have to admit that I did nothing for children and to learn later perhaps that of how many people I passed by because I didn't do my job or how many kids were victimized because I didn't do my job. You know, I, I told this story before and I'll tell it again because it didn't make sense until years later. Because at the time, the idea of stu- somebody studying, when I was in my teens, the idea of somebody studying Worshipping Lucifer or doing some sort of dark magic type worship just seems so odd and bizarre. But here's what was consistent even then. As I mentioned, there was another pedophile. He worked for the water company. In fact, he kept his job even though he worked for the water company. He was constantly planting pornog- pornography behind the pump house where the bus picked all of us up. And one of the boys, that was in the house several houses before ours as we went up the hill, ended up getting molested by him. One day, as I was driving to high school, I saw him there. I pulled over my truck. I took my knife off the dash, my Bowie hunting knife. I slammed him against the wall, and I put my knife to his throat, and I explained to him, That if I ever saw him up there doing any of that again, I'd just kill him. I didn't care. I wasn't 18 yet. It was a good time. And I was serious. As I left, he put on, he screamed out some curse that he put up on me. He said, whatever. But the crazy part is, is now that starts to make sense. Because these people, even then, were subjects of Lucifer dark magic, they all do the same damn thing. They're not of this world. We're not of this world, but they definitely aren't of our world. And there is no crossing those paths. These people have no place here. And as the Bible says that one would be better to have a millstone than to harm one of the little ones. I'm happy to start a millstone business. The issue of children has been weighing very heavily on me because I'm watching parents be so retarded. And we tend to have a discipline not to interfere with parenting because we don't see it as our domain. And parents like to think that it's none of our business. But I think we're going to have to start looking at this a little differently. Because when you're talking about damaging a child or exposing a child to the sort of risks that will damage them for the rest of their lives, I'm sorry, but a stupid parent gets no vote. And stupid parenting gets no vote. And I don't believe that's a conflict with God in any way. We have to be the watchers. We have to be that group that puts our foot down and says no more because we're part of resetting the moral foundation of this nation and this world. And if we don't do it, no one else will. When I was in the National Guard, same town, strike three, here it comes. There was a soldier, and this is about 1984, there was a soldier that was released from jail to come do his guard duty after he had raped his six-month-old baby. When he passed me in the hallway as I was going down, as I had just delivered my M-16 after cleaning it, into the armory, and he passed me. The next thing I knew is I had him by the throat, and I was pounding his face in. It took three of my buddies to pull me off of him. Fortunately, my command didn't care. They just brushed it by like it was nothing. But the sickness was that they had actually, because of the federal law, he had to do his guard duty in spite of the fact that he should have been in jail rotting for raping his six year old baby. I cannot tell you how much I hate these people. And if you want to call it righteous fury, go ahead. But I'm very resolved in my head and I have no conflict in my faith of understanding what has to be done to these people. And you have to get there too. Because they're coming after these children. And if you're a parent, they're coming after yours. If they had their way, every child in this nation would be theirs, especially if you're a Trump supporter. They're the first ones that are going to come after. This is part of us taking our nation back. This is part of us resetting the republic. This is part of us resetting a moral foundation in this nation. And it's not going to be an easy walk. And while I fully expect, like I said at the beginning, that there's going to be some major military actions in the next few months, that's only at a topical level, a senior level. The real grind on this is going to to be at the local level. And unless we have the willingness to be offensive, we aren't going to get our communities back. Because all these perverts will do is they'll slink away into the shadows again and they'll just wait for their opportune time until their hunger gets so extreme that the only way they can satisfy it is to (coughs) feast on another child right now they've been given carte blanche that this world is their oyster that every child is theirs to take and to feast upon And until we put our foot down and remind them that there is no way in hell that they're touching God's children, they're never going to stop. And until they learn the painful lessons of what it is when they do touch a child, they're never going to stop. Justice in this case is going to fall heavily on our hands, not by ourselves because it's always through prayer. But as I said, these are things you have to start working through. Clarity in your head of what you're going to face. Decisions that you have to make now, not at the time. And you do a lot of that by beginning, by working through these scenarios and putting it to prayer and asking Father for guidance. But I have a sneaky suspicion, which you're probably going to hear. Because when you start asking him, what do I do if somebody comes after my child? It's probably going to be something like this. What do you think I want you to do? I want you to be the child I created in you. Be strong and stand to evil and do what you have to do to protect him. That's real. And that's the sort of reality that we all have to get to. I'm tired of watching humanity being crushed by evil, being mocked by evil, being led by evil into the worst possible traps one could devise I'm tired of seeing so many in faith that should be strong in these hours wringing their hands in prayer and, and begging the father to fix it when he gave us dominion I'm tired of hearing the excuses or the whining we as a people are strong We as a people have David and the ferocity of David within each one of us. We have been given that power through the relationship in Christ. There is no fear, but there is a clarity. And as I've said so many times, it isn't the dirty, smelly, hippie concept of Christ, where everything is love and daisies. Christ is a ferocious warrior. And there's no possible way I could ever believe that Christ would sit back and let this happen. We are the soldiers on the ground. We have to start acting like it. We begin by building our intelligence packages, informed action, We begin to understand what goes on. We pay attention to the children, even if they're not our own, to be aware of things to be aware of what's going on in our neighborhoods to make sure that those children are safe because many of these parents are still asleep. And so we become the consummate watchers that are always looking after the children, always making sure they're okay, even when their own parents don't get it. (coughs) And through that, we start to learn a lot about behaviors and who's around and who's who. And when we identify a threat, sure, we have to work through authorities. But action has to be taken. And these people have to be driven out. And just because we work with authorities doesn't limit us to what we can do in information-wise, influence-wise, and exposure of the evil. There is no way these evils can be be let to rest. Because once they're there, they're like a cancer. They grow. Once they're near children... They get agitated. They want more. They, they want the feast. There's no coexisting with these people, as I said. And yes, do pray for them. But understand that as we rebuke the evil that stands with them, what's left is a human form. And that human form makes decisions by its own free will. And it is accountable and must pay the consequences for damaging the little ones. Let's pray. Father, this evening we've addressed difficult matters, matters that always take our faith to a limit that is often difficult to balance with scripture. What we pray for tonight, Father, is your clarity and your wisdom as we confront evil that is unimaginable. Evil that finds pleasure in mutilating and destroying your gift to us, the little ones, the children. Father, we've come to a time when the awareness is beginning to rise in our hearts that this cannot stand and that just standing in prayer may not be enough. That there's a call at times to, we feel more and more to be the David, to be the Gideon, to be the Joshua. And so, Father, we put our eyes on you, and we ask you now as we move, continue to move forward here for the guidance and clarity to understand what it is you need us to do and ask us to do in these dark times. We know that you don't want us to allow evil to prevail. We know that you don't want us to allow the innocent to be destroyed. and We know that you don't want us to roll over and be the doormat for some form of evil. And so, Father, we just pray for the guidance that we need, the clarity in our heart, to know the steps forward, to take the action necessary, to make sure that evil does not make another step forward. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Work through the scenarios. Put yourself in difficult situations. That's part of battle drills. And you run it through your head. Take time to train with your skills. If you like a knife, then train with a knife. If you like a bat, train with a bat. If you like using pepper spray, then train with pepper spray. If you like using a gun, then make sure and train with a gun. My point is don't let your skills slip. Those skills are perishable. And the more that you train in your skills, it isn't that you're becoming a killer, it's becoming confident in your ability to make decisions wisely, and especially in alignment with as God leads. That's part of being a well-disciplined and trained warrior. Take the time. Be focused. Take this seriously. We're in a very serious time in our nation. And I'm putting these out here now, there'll be more messages like this, because these are not times to take lightly. Things are unraveling and evil is moving. And it finds it to be that's playground is starting to reveal itself. As chaos reigns, it starts to feed and drool and slither because it sees opportunity. It needs to discover that there is no opportunity whatsoever. And that if it slithers into the wrong places, it will never return. Keep your head up and your eyes forward never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bards FM. There's no bended knee this week because I'm traveling. So, Bards FM and Fishers tomorrow night. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
2: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. To the deepest dead Oh, I wanna feel something Let me get back in my body